0: My words upset so many people, which was never my intention. Whoopi Goldberg is apologizing after continued
1: criticism and an appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, where she seemingly doubled down on her
0: comments on the Holocaust. Hello, friends. Spotify's top podcaster, Breaking His Silence.
2: I'm not trying to promote misinformation i'm not trying to be controversial I've, I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations welcome to the new flesh podcast the podcast you deserve my name is jonathan astro and with me is the Uncancelable ricky all park ricky howdy how you doing i'm good thanks how are you yeah pretty good um look if they can't cancel us after our jungle fever side boob then <laughs> yeah shit, i don't know it's impossible
1: yeah yeah. Can't be done. We're,
2: we're bulletproof. We are bull- <laughs> we are bulletproof. But I'll tell you who's not bulletproof. And who's that? That's Joe Rogan. Okay. Joe. Our mate Joe. So um, so I'll give you the update. But now Let's just have a quick catch up about Joe Rogan. So let me see if I've got the, the chronology of, of events correct as it stands. It's moving very quickly, as you can imagine. So Rogan triggers someone out there after airing a a couple of guests with alternative views on vaccines. Correct? Yes. Dr. Robert Malone and some other guy. Yep. Why is the other guy? Why does no one remember the other guy? (laughs) I don't know. Why do we love Robert Malone? Is it because Robert Malone's got a wicked name or? I, yeah, I don't know. I think
1: probably that's it. Yeah, right. Let's go with that. Okay. So
2: anyway. um... They seem to be well credentialed though, those two guys. For sure. Yeah. But. Look, we can get into all of this, but they, 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 it's the mainstream media and a range of other critics are essentially painting these two guys as epic quacks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how they're being talked about. Like, they, like if you didn't know, if you're a normie, as they say, then you, from the outside, you would think that the two guests he interviewed were it was basically Alex Jones and his evil twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, or or some or some Scientology quack, you know? Yeah, or talking whatever. About- thetans and yes that's you know, right and that sort of shit so anyway but you can say from personal experience that you listen to have, to the two, at least one of the two episodes yes no i haven't listened to any of them actually oh it's horrible actually <laughs> no but having said that this is even better though because katie listened to uh the episode and she said um she didn't want to rush out and you know uh I don't know not to take the vaccine you yes, know what I mean like, yeah. so she said it was it was it was uh, if you're a reasonable person you could in- ingest the information without making a rash decision
1: yeah yeah that's what's so weird about this situation like um the the way it's being treated is that there's that people just after hearing this one interview are going to just lose their minds and just do whatever Joe and his guests tell them to do. It, it's, it's like so a bizarre, horror movie plot. You know? It's a
2: horror movie plot. It's it's like, it's like essentially like, you
1: know. It's a, like a, The Ring. It's like The Ring. You, you see the video or you listen to the podcast. And that's right.
2: <laughs> you get <laughs> killed. COVID
1: kills you, I that's don't know, right. three days later.
2: Yeah. It is. No, they're, they're treating it like, uh, uh, like The Ring, uh, which is very strange. So anyway, just to continue with the chronology before we get into it. So. Uh, a shitstorm ensues, ensues, and, and then uh, Joni Mitchell, well Neil Neil Young, uh, famous musician, and Joni Mitchell, they jump ship from Spotify. In in uh, they clutch their pearls and say, you know, n- uh, this man, uh, you know, it's either him or us. And they leave, and Joe Rogan's still still up. So clearly, Spotify, it was that awkward thing, you know, either you you know. It's either him or me. Uh, if you don't say anything, I'm leaving. And then Spotify just looks at the ground and yeah. then they go, yeah. well, I guess I'm going to take my guitar and go then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then said, anyway.
1: No, but you know what the strange thing is? Like Neil Young's
2: put all this stuff on Amazon. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So anyway, uh, so Joe apologizes uh, for the first of his apologies. He agrees to broaden his guest list uh, to a degree, I think, and, and look at people from... Uh, 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 essentially, look, let's just say what the, his critics would, would would be wanting, which is him to have more left-leaning people on there or, or more. Is that what we're saying?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think they just, Joe's, uh, Joe's made a commitment to do more research and bring in more. Uh, I guess, a, opposing viewpoints to whoever the interviewer is, I guess. that's Yeah,
2: uh, all right, okay, sure. But I feel like if you look behind it all, like, I mean, they're separate from these two doctors. Like, the people who are, it's all become political, so I feel like these doctors have become wrapped up in the culture war and yeah, they're yeah. seen as as right-wing surrogates. And so, you know, we need to have, but he did have Dr. Sanjay Gupta on there. I watched that episode. That's the CNN guy. Yeah. Uh, and how is that not? Uh, an opposing view. Mm. He's a full. He's a full COVID cuck. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but but if you want to talk about balance,
1: you've got you've got all the mainstream American media that is very pro vaccine and very pro government intervention and very pro you know whatever the measures is they do the, you know the government's putting in place for COVID. All of those guys are on that side, and then you've got Joe Rogan on the other. And then they want to say that that it's not balanced.
2: I heard this put very eloquently in another context by Glenn Greenwald. Uh, he was responding to one of his critics, and he said that because uh, people say to Glenn Greenwald, "Why do you go on Fox News? Why do you why do you bag out the left? Why do you say that you know the Dems are uh, no good and and the rest of it? Why do you do all this?" He says, "Well, I could spend." He goes much like the, you know Noam Chomsky, he has said, who has said the same thing. I could spend my time talking about uh you know the right and the excesses of the right and, and and he goes as i have done in the past like in bush the bush era and the stoden era and things like that you know uh, talking about overreach in terms of his uh, uh, muslim americans and uh you know rights and stuff pulling up the right when he needed to and now so he says i don't want to use my platform to uh, say something that I feel is being uh, amplified by every single institution out there or every single organisation out there is already endlessly talking about Donald Trump and Russiagate and, well, it was, or in now it's, it's, you know, it's a complete unity ticket. So Mm. I just thought that was a very eloquent way of saying, you know, I'm going to cover... And I guess we do the same thing. Like, we could, on this show... Uh, talk about um, the excesses on on the right, if we if we liked, um, and pretend it's two thousand and one or two thousand and two, and go, yeah, fucking, you know, you know, who really pissed me off. The, the libs, the libs, really pissed me off, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like you know, you just have to turn on the ABC uh, or read any newspaper, and you're going to get uh, a consensus opinion. So yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Mm. I, I'm trying to finish this chronology. I'll blast through it. So anyway, uh, after the uh, apology, Spotify. Uh, so he's going to broaden his guest list in terms of viewpoints. Spotify adds. I'm I'm assuming a COVID info center, which is always very disappointing when they add these things. Like you know, I feel like I'm getting hected every time I go on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram yeah. is terrified that I am going to dive COVID. I've never had an I've never had someone so concerned about my yes, life. Yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this. I mean, that's nice, but fucking hell, <laughs> they are sort of like a creep. They're like Carrie's mom. They're like creepy parent, like just on your on your dick all day, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and you just go, can you back up, please? Stop talking about COVID all the time. They're like, yeah, just just letting you know, just letting you know, uh, before you before you um, read this comment from Lexi Law. Uh, I want you to know about COVID. Some more. And I go, "Can you just fuck off? I just want yeah, to see Lexi. Yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so so uh, after that, um, an a an old montage. So this is an old montage of Joe Rogan saying the N word. So a supercut of Joe Rogan right. saying the N word N word on his program over the span of twelve years mm-hmm. uh, is amplified, and I'll talk about who amplified Amplified it. And how? But but anyway, this video was put together by uh, by someone. Oh, I think I think it was Indi Indiari. Does that sound right? The singer. Let me just the check. Singer? Just just hold it one sec. Hold it. Um, yes, yeah. So, uh, Indi, India Ari uh, shares resurfaced clips of Joe Rogan using N word amid Spotify battle. So this is this is um for from the Hollywood Reporter. Indiari, Ari. India Ari is that <laughs> India? India. India, Ari is delving further into her ire over Joe Rogan's Spotify presence by sharing resurfaced footage of social, to social media showing Rogan using the N word. Uh, Ari wrote via Instagram on Monday that she would be joining Neil Young and other artists in, taking, uh, for, in asking for her music and podcasts to be pulled from popular streaming service. At the time, Ari explained she finds Joe Rogan problematic for reasons other than his COVID interviews, adding it's also his language around race. Just to tell you what, um, I reckon she's going to be busy for quite some time because last I checked, um, Tupac's got um, quite a few albums mm. on there. He even put yep. albums when he was dead, so she's going to be busy with these <laughs> yeah. with these supercuts for quite some time. I mean, hit like uh, hit him up, which is a, which is an amazing track by Tupac. I mean, that's um, that'll keep her quite busy. I would thought. Anyway, uh, moving on. So that's what she's the one who originally. This is actually an old video. So if you had if you thought that this video was new. That's that's incorrect. This is old, okay. Uh, and next up, uh, it's amplified by a group, and we'll, we will talk about that. Joe Rogan apologizes again. Uh, we're getting used to these sort of close-ups of his face uh, apologizing. He looks very different in these close-ups. Does, <laughs> he does on doesn't, doesn't the show, doesn't he? It's a wide angle and brutal. Uh, so after this this apology, uh, he was very contrite and said that it was a, sh- a shameful. Uh, uh, you know thing and essentially his attitude is they obviously that the these the word was taken out of taken out of context and he was he he used to have the policy like i think hmm, probably uh, almost everybody on the planet mm-hmm. up until literally 5 minutes ago that the word was was acceptable when quoted uh directly from either a, a song or a person because you're you're including within the quote uh, the person's uh, whatever the person's intent is. So if it was used in a race, if it was screamed by a clan member before they did something, you would quote that in in a report or something and say. And and then the person reading the report would say, "Oh my god, that's terrible that they said that." They're ra- they said those racist words. That racist person. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas yep. Yep. now, if you did that, that you'd say, "Oh my god, the newsreader said the, those racist things." They're they're also just as bad as the clan guy. Yeah. And yeah. you go wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are they? And so anyway, so anyway, <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan has changed his his policy, and I think most of us have. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Almost, yeah. I'm, I think everyone has. They've well, I'm pretty
1: every- sure. I'm pretty sure for the last few years he he, he wouldn't be saying the
2: end. No, word. it's like I think that I you know I don't want to get anyone in hot water here. I think everyone still hold well not everyone. I think a lot of people still hold. The same idea as before, including John McWhorter, actually uh, one of my favourite black intellectuals. He holds the, the, the previous idea to be still sound that you can quote it. Uh, he's obviously black, so he can yeah. say it whenever he likes. Uh, but having said that, uh, now it's it's officially sort of off the table. Like you know, you, you you can't quote it anymore. So Joe has said he's changed his policy. So in in that apology, in that apology. Um, after this, Spotify removes at least 70 or around 113 episodes of the show. They'd already removed some when he first came on board. Yeah. Okay? I, now, did Rogan take those off or did Spotify? That is a good question. I don't have the definitive answer of that. I think they both did it. Yeah, right. That's what I think. Like, like I mean, you know, actually, I pro- I, I'd like to have confirmation upon that, but I, I feel like, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, either... Either he went into, because he's probably got a big team. He probably just said, shit, go and do a comb and get get rid of whatever. So now, these episodes, now, just to dispel some falsities out there, falsehoods, not all of these episodes featured the N-word. Right. That's false. Okay. So if you think that, you know, this is all following a line, like, oh, he's now like, oh, he, he's a COVID denier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's terrible. Oh, and he's also a racist. Oh, and Ned the Sea, they got rid of all those episodes. That's because he essentially, you know, just for four hours said the N-word. Mm. And you go, well, that's not true. And I know this because uh, Kyle Kolinsky, uh, a podcaster uh, from Secular Talk, um, had he's been on the show four times and one of his episodes has been removed. Uh, some of the people that have been removed, by the way, are really innocuous. I, I'm fairly certain... Um, What's her name? Schlesinger, that com- comedian. Amy Schumer, another one got got removed. Really, but but I don't, I'm not sure why. But Kyle does tell talk about this directly. So Kyle Kolinsky says that he has what he has revisited the episode, mm-hmm. and uh, in in order to check what the deal was. Because the thing is, this is he didn't say this is me talking now. That this is sort of what I would call getting a little defamatory. Do you know what I mean? Like if you if you were on a podcast, yeah, and the the biggest podcast in the world, and then suddenly you're on a list of a handful of people out of a thousand episodes. You're one of a hundred people, or or, or whatever, who are now on a list of 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 episodes t- tied up with this scandal. Uh, people are going to assume by association that you were saying the n word. Yes, correct. Okay, so he says that uh, they talked about I think um, drugs. They talked about um, Chris Christie being fat. Uh, and, you know, how that was bad for his health or something like that. And they talk about, you know, a range of other uh, things here and there. But Kyle's, uh, he says they also talked about um, Khashoggi, the guy, the Saudi guy, uh, reporter who was killed. Mm. Um, uh, and in, in this case, uh, he says that he's almost certain that the episode was removed for that. Because Spotify right now are literally just moving into the Saudi market right wow. that's capitalism baby so so he said that there was no there was nothing controversial in all the other stuff like it was just like yeah bro talk and the rest of you know this and that, and this was one of those hot button issues, and he was like that's what it is wow. that's why they've gotten rid of me in his in his opinion, but it it's it's weird like why. Why would you remove that episode? Do you know what I mean? If if everything he says is true. Yeah. Yeah. It is very murky, isn't it? So some other episodes that were removed. Now, I think these might be the the original ones that were removed. I've got a list here of some that uh, Gavin McInnes, Michael Malice. Alex uh, Jones. Alex Jones. Milo. Uh, and a guy called Dave Asprey. Um, some other people. So just as a side note, are we allowed to say that we miss Gavin or what? Yeah, I miss Gavin. <laughs> yeah. I want to do a show. I want to do like a because you can't have you can't have him on the show. Why not? Well, actually, maybe you can. Well, then again, Joe Rogan can't. If <laughs> 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 he can, not <laughs> no. Look, we'd have to look into it some more. I, I, uh, I've got a dirty secret. I, because I, uh, Gavin McInnes has been essentially erased from the world and the internet mm. he is now one of these people that doesn't he, there's a public square and he's not allowed in it yeah and his clips sort of get uh disseminated like like just like uh old what they used to call samizdat like copied texts in mm. soviet russia yeah you know so he he gets these little naughty clips of him talking about stuff and he is absolutely off the chain he is yeah he does not give a shit so anyway, maybe we'll talk about that another time. Finally, uh, this is so after after these episodes are removed, get this. Rumble, the uh, hmm, shall we say conservative backed uh, YouTube alternative yes, offers Joe Rogan 100 million dollars uh, for a four-year deal to switch to the platform. This is yep. from Forbes. I got this from Forbes. Mm-hmm. The, the CEO Chris Pavlovsky said, we stand with you your guests and your legion of fans in desire for real conversation. So we'd like to offer you 100 million reasons to make the world a better place. How about you bring all your shows to rumble both old and new with no censorship for 100 million bucks over four years. Wow. This is our chance to save the world. And yes, this is totally legit. What a fucking mic drop. Yes. Isn't that the most badass message mm. ever? I don't give a shit yep. if, it, if it happens. It's just that is the coolest thing. Yeah. Signed by the CEO and you just go that is that is the opposite of whatever the fuck is going on in Silicon Valley right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love how he says let's save the world. Well, it's interesting and see obviously it's it's not uh, there'd be a million reasons why Joe, Joe Rogan can't can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, well, that he'd have to look into how he would get out of his contract. Yeah, and uh, like, the, it, there would be that, but but also, it is part of uh, a right leaning ecosystem, uh, and you know, uh, which he, I don't he would care. be
1: isolating himself from a, a percentage of his audience for sure.
2: Yes, and and it's going all in. It's it's as we've said on the show. It's it's edging close to going full Ruben. Mm. So if you go (laughs) full Dave Rubin. So if you do that, if you go to full Rubin, you just go, I'm all about the Blaze now. Anyway. And and I'm
1: moving to Florida.
2: I'm moving to Florida. And was I ever on the left? I don't even know. So (laughs) that's the sort of stuff that you say you got to do. So anyway, there's all that. But what I like about this, 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 this gambit is this is the pressure that Silicon Valley needs. See, Mm. they need I I hope there was a fucking meeting at Spotify after this hope there was if there wasn't i mean jesus christ like how comfortable are you like after after a a global message like this there would have to be a meeting where they sit down and go you you wouldn't you wouldn't really go would you yeah and you go well you know because the thing is the the problem with these tech companies and uh the entire supply chain of of the way we get podcasts and everything is precisely that as we've talked about before that you know, the way Parlour was shut down or whatever, is that all you need to do is get to these pressure points, it, you know, with finally getting to... The final card is always uh, Amazon Cloud Services. So that's, that's where the servers are. And so what you do is you say... You do what AOC did. You say... Apple and Google. I can't believe. Uh, Hey at Apple. Hey at Google. Are you going to do something about X? This person or this company? And then one and both of them get rid of it. And then the person sets up somewhere else. And then somehow, if they if they can, and then eventually they say, Hey, Amazon, get rid of them. So what this is this is the world we need to move towards. We need to move towards um, an alternate. uh, Well, just options. There needs to be options. There needs to be. Because the only thing that's going to balance I don't want there to be a right a right wing an extreme right world or an extreme left world. I want there to be a world where um where joe rogan, if if Spotify what will drag Spotify to the center to be moderate is a, a countervailing force on the other side offering the same amount of money and saying, "You know what? you can come to us without all the bullshit." And then Spotify might have to say to their Interns who seem to run the place. Um, I'm sorry, we don't care about you anymore, and you know why we don't care about you anymore. Because our top talent uh, is going to leave to uh, a competitor. Mm, yeah. What do you think?
1: I think it's great. Yeah. I just uh, I just wonder where where Rumble store their shit. You know, where, where are their servers? Because that, that's ultimately the 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 end point. You know, if if someone like Amazon has control over that. They can do a parlour essentially and just like get rid of your servers, you know. The
2: answer is that I think Peter Thiel uh, of PayPal and whatnot whatnot, he's a conservative entrepreneur and he I think is behind it. And I'm sure he is on top of this. Mm. Like he'd be he'd be right on top of it. So but I but I but I take that point. So moving on to the next part. Um the real I think the real story here. See, because we could talk about um I think what most people are talking about is that Joe Rogan. You know, is he right? Is he wrong? You know, is he trying to kill people with you know not <laughs> with getting, COVID misinformation? Yeah, with COVID. You no, know, as Jen Saki says, uh, miss and disinformation just just rolls off the tongue at the White House in the in the press room, which is she even the even the the, uh, the White House is calling for for um, censorship by the way. Yes, so that, they yeah they totally so that's what's happened They're, which is um dreadful dreadful mm. absolutely dreadful i don't know why they shouldn't be
1: weighing in in on this shit you know
2: isn't it okay for it to say uh you know spotify's a private company we don't we don't have anything to do with them We're the, we're the white house you know what i mean like yeah. uh, we're going to we can talk about iran if you want uh or we can talk about russia and the ukraine i guess or inflation yeah. or something mm. inflation or oh, but we we can't talk about spotify because that's um that's that's a private business <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah. imagine if they said that like you just go oh yeah fair enough and and one that's based what in sweden yeah bro- I don't know. probably i don't know so anyway uh, i think the real story here is is something else okay because we need to cut through the bullshit i think this is all a smoke screen so um i think it's worth asking now i got some of this from breaking points which is uh, uh, one of the best Political podcasts, you're going you're gonna to hear. Uh, Saga and Jenny did a deep dive into, into some of this. And, and so he's looked into, because uh, we talked about, if you go back to the beginning of the story, I said like Joe Rogan has offended someone or triggered someone. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. who is this person? Who are they? Who are they? Why are they doing it? What do they stand to gain? And why are they doing it now? Because it can't, yeah. and this is me, it can't be that Joe Rogan is suddenly overnight an existential threat to us all yeah do you know what i mean like he didn't Mm. just just wake up today and everyone's like oh my god i can't believe like it's then joe Rogan's like mask has fallen off like in that john carpenter film like um they live or something yeah yeah. you put their sunnies on and he's like (laughs) yeah got an awful face And you go he was he was a monster all along so i feel like a little very little scrutiny is being paid to the people pushing this Mm. narrative of 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 the Rogan um, misinformation monster, so mm-hmm. Saga's got his own uh, uh, interesting take on this. Just one example of p- some of the people who are, who are who are behind some of this. So you mentioned Neil Young going to Amazon, right? Yeah. Well, um, Jeff Bezos is among the people who stand to gain from Joe Rogan. Uh, you know this 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 scandal. Mm-hmm. So, case in point. There's a Washington Post article uh, right now on how to port your or bring your music across from Spotify to Amazon Music. So it's a um, like a how-to. So, so
1: does does Amazon have a platform like Spotify, like a like a, a streaming app?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They've got like yeah, I don't know what the app's like. Um, but yeah, they're, they're 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 pushing it pretty hard. I'd imagine I'd imagine they'd have the same the same sort of shit. Right,
1: yeah, because I, I, I have no idea. i just still thinking how they used to run, you know, you used to buy MP3s from them and, and put them on
2: your iPod. Yeah, like, I'm no, sure I, you're not doing that shit no, anymore. No, I think but, devil,
1: it's all changed. So yeah. um,
2: anyway, this Washington Post article is like a how-to, right? Now get this. Um, the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so he had his own paper give you a how-to on how to g- get get over to Spotify. Yes. This is that's dreadful Mm. like like how this is the real story yes why aren't we paying more attention to the people behind these so and i'm talking about everyone we'll get into my favorite one um and lighten it up soon but Mm -hmm. but this is another group so i mentioned uh that this video by india ari was old and she's she's that's her jam she's she hates rogan or whatever so she's made that thing no one really cared uh it took a Facebook group called Patriot Takes to disseminate this old video. So, so this video, so if you've ever wanted, to, didn't you sit there when this happened and go, like, we all just sort of are such cucks that we just sit back and we just go, we read the news and we go, oh, Joe Rogan literally just made like a video of him saying the N-word like 170 times. <laughs> yes. And you need to think about it. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did he? Well, no, he didn't. It was made by India Aria. Okay. And, and when was, did she make it? Well, it was a couple of years ago. It was like 2017 or something. Right. I think. So the point is, no. let's be honest, no one really cared. Yeah. Okay. Like if, if anyone cared, what happened now would have happened then. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what has happened? What ha- what's changed between this old supercut that no one cared about suddenly coming to the surface? You know what's changed? This Facebook group, Patriot Takes, disseminated this old video hard. And... Here's their mission. If you go to their website, this is all freely available. Our mission, our mission is to research, monitor, and expose the extremism and radicalization of the far right across the darkest parts of the internet, I like Spotify. Uh, Patriot <laughs> takes, Patriot, not a, come on, you idiots! You're not on the fucking dark web. You can't make yourself sound like, you know, like adventurers. Yeah. You know. uh, Patriot takes is an organization built to take on and expose the far right disinformation machine. What is this fucking shit they talk about? Your donations allow our researchers to stay vigilant and monitor far-right platforms. Not only does this allow us to root out disinformation at the source, but it also provides us with the information needed to strategize and combat right-wing threats so we can protect the safety of our democracy. So that is the mission of this this group. Um, I don't know how big their organisation is, but they were big enough to get this out, and they obviously have a bit of cash uh, and... You know, there are there could even be corporate interests uh, donating or Dems donating to this or whatever uh, to give to... Uh, so they literally... If you've ever wondered who the fucking losers are who troll the internet for gotchas, it's these people. Yeah. This is what they do all the time. And they've, they've made themselves sound like uh, the resistance. Mm. Um,
1: well, Joe Rogan is hardly, you know, a, a white supremacist neo-Nazi. You well, they, would say, they would say he
2: is. So now... Uh, uh, and you know why? I'll just read you out this. This is what people think out there. You need to know this stuff. So there's another group called Media Matters for America. Now, this has been mentioned. Um,
1: yeah, I've heard of them.
2: Yeah. So anyway, they did a expose in uh, December of last year. Joe Rogan rapped a year of COVID-19 misinformation, right-wing myths, and anti-trans rhetoric, uh, written by Alex Patterson. Throughout his first full year streaming exclusively on Spotify, host Joe Rogan has repeatedly used his podcast to broadcast conspiracy theories, COVID-19 misinformation and anti-trans rhetoric to millions of listeners across the globe. Where's the scary music, by the way? You need the scary four corners music. (laughs) One, One year into his contract, it's clear that Spotify's $100 million paycheck to Rogan is funding increasingly dangerous and bigoted content. So Media Matters uh, monitored over 350 hours of the Joe Rogan experience over the past year and found that the show is grounded in misinformation and bigotry. To coincide with Spotify's 2021 wrap, an annual summary of the trends on the streaming platform, we compiled some of the worst examples of Rogan's sexist, racist, and harmful commentary over the past year, all paid for by Spotify. So they they have got these, this section of, of, of in this hit piece of COVID misinformation, anti-trans rhetoric, uh, right-wing misinformation, and bigotry. So this is what's out there. This is this is these are. I'd have to say this is this is a surrogate for, uh, you know, I don't know, the hard left. This this yeah, group. This group sure. is a, a yeah. surrogate.
1: Yeah. And nothing. and and if you weren't that familiar with Joe Rogan as as a lot of people aren't, y- you'd read something like that and you'd you'd take it on its face and and go, who is
2: this nut nutbag? You know, normies are starting to say that now. Like like you know, people have mentioned there. Kyle Kolinsky mentioned his mother's called him and said, "What's the deal with this Joe Rogan?" So um it's a fascinating uh attitude so i think that media matters and uh patriot takes are on the same um uh you know sort of uh yeah they and- read, they're reading from the same sheet. <laughs> They that's are reading say. from the same song, sheet. They are. They are. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's an old Soviet uh, work song by the sounds of yeah. it. So anyway, that's who, who got it out there. Now, before we move into my favourite bit, I just want to say, I think we should pay attention to um, every time, like, look at these stories. Don't just read the story. Who wrote it? Who wrote it? Why, what did they stand to gain from it? Do you know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. the question you got to ask these questions. You got to say, are they a columnist? Are they a podcaster? Are they a music streamer? Is there no one does it? Does it say Media Matters staff or something? Alex Patterson. Who's Alex Patterson? Like, you know, what is what does this person stand to gain? Sometimes they are. You know, I mean, look at this, Alex Patterson. I'll, I'll just read out his bio and you can you can tell me what you would glean from this. this is, Alex Patterson is a senior researcher for the LGBTQ program at Media Matters, where he's worked since 2019. Alex holds a bachelor's degree in economics from Montana State University and has a background in LGBTQ advocacy, including work at the National LGBTQ Task Force and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. That's just Alex, you know? Yeah. Uh, now... Yeah. Alex sounds like he's all in on a certain kind of thing. <laughs> mm, for sure. He sounds like, you know.
1: And and we know that Joe has given a platform to, uh, to people like Abigail Schreier and, and, and others who are gender-critical feminists and, and, and others that question what's going on around that. So no doubt. This, this particular guy hates Rogan
2: for that reason. I think you should have to prove some of this, though. Some of this is, and maybe it's the difference between America and Australia. I think, you'd, I think if you wrote this in Australia, you'd have to prove some of this. Mm. I, I'm not 100% sure about that, but we've got, we've got more stringent libel laws. Yeah. Uh, than... In that
1: article from Media Matters, do, do, they, do they actually give concrete examples? They do. Like, they like do, sh- the, tra- the transcript?
2: Yep. Okay. So what do you want? You want trans or you want right wing? What do you want? Anything. Trans. Uh, on June 25th, Rogan li- lied that, <laughs> who says that? Who says lied? Like they didn't even say stated, they just say, on June 25th, Rogan lied that there's not a lot of overwhelming, overt discrimination against people who are trans, like publicly, other than the sports thing and prisons. So there you go. That's one.
1: Well, well on- <laughs> how, is it, how is it not true? How is it a
2: lie? Well, it's, they've got a link here. I'll click on the link, see what happens. Um, oh, no, it goes to a video. Oh, so they they put the, it in in the video, right? Right. Ah. So, because um, because you'd have to back that up with data. When you click on the word "lie," it takes you to the Human Rights Campaign, funded by the, produced by the HRC Foundation, and it's a big, like, uh, what looks to be some kind of white paper um, on trans issues. Um, I'm just looking again. So the human rights campaign reports on news, events, resources, human rights, human rights uh, that are interest that are of interest to the general public and further our common mission to support the LGBT community. So you'd have to look into who the donors are. You know what I mean? Like just, just like Stonewall and the rest of them, like, you know, you click on that and you go, is this a government body? Is it completely neutral? Like, do you do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, they're there yeah. they the link they've got on the word lie to to convince you that it's a lie takes us to uh, that that site but I, again i don't know about it so yeah it, that's just one they've got stuff like uh on july 3rd rogan mocked and misgendered a young person who came out as trans to his friends he also said that quote it's fashionable quote to be non-binary well it, it is uh it later is, yeah. it is actually uh, later claiming quote it's going to get worse quote close quote he also asserted Uh, This is him again. I think people are going to be transracial, (laughs) I think, in the next few years. Transracialism is going to be, like, fully embraced. And then we're going to have black folks on our side because they're going to go, hey, this is crazy. All the stuff about trans women competing in the Olympics, that wasn't as bothersome. Well, actually, aren't we, you know, these people have got no... um, Memory, because Rachel Dalziel's already tested this.
1: Yes, yeah, and and so has so has that guy Sheila on on
2: on the newsflash talked about this Korean guy Ollie Oh, I love you. Are that is? Do you know what? You're a beautiful human being, Ricky Old Pike. Do you know why? <laughs> why? Because you accept. This man for who you-, <laughs> you You said the Korean guy you, you didn't Even say You didn't even say the translation but You said the Korean guy I'll put, Fucking clip it and put it on, the, on YouTube that is If that isn't fucking beautiful I don't know what is So anyway Ollie uh, The Korean guy Not the white guy who Got offensive surgery done To yeah. become some stereotypical uh, you know, sort of Mickey Rooney, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. caricature. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's 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 the examples they give on on this on this. They they go they go down. So and look, I think some of these are. Oh, here we go. You'll like this one. On July third, Rogan imitated people who speak Mandarin and questioned, "Is that racist to do that to imitate a sound?" He also imitated an Asian accent on the November third edition of his show. Chappelle did the same thing, you know. Yeah. Well, look, it's um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, The Rock. There's that great clip of The Rock and um, John Senna on Insta, which I sent you. When it's it's old WWE and new WWE. Yeah. And I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But John <laughs> Senna, he like in the old one, the Rock, uh, and in the in the new one, the new John Cena says like. I'll tell you in China, you know, I'm going to kick your ass or whatever. I'll tell you in Chinese. He's the Chinese version. And he he speaks uh, Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, he's fluent, yeah. Yeah, be- because he is a, a sleeper agent for the CCP. Mm, he is. Of course he knows. I know he's Chinese. And then the second one is the old, the rock from back in the day. And the rock says, I'll tell you in Chinese. And what follows is <laughs> mm, <laughs> oh, probably no. what used to get what fly around the, the playground. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. You mm. can imagine all the words that are in there. Yeah, and yeah. How it sounds anyway. That's interesting because The Rock is one person who has distanced himself from Joe Rogan after uh, this uh, inward controversy. Yeah. Mm.
1: But again, that that first example you read out—it's uh, when he was saying that, um, yeah, like 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 there aren't that many trans people that are getting discriminated against. Like mm. he he's he's not just talking to the mic. That there's a there's a there's a guest there, so that guest might be pushing back. They might be having a back and forth. Like, mm. you know, Rogan may have said that, but then that other guy might have said, "Well, you know, this and this and this," or, or he may have even backed up that by saying, "Yeah, you know, there doesn't seem to be much uh, research out there that 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 shows, you know, blah blah blah." So again, you because the because this show is so long and it's so sprawling, it it is hard just to take a little clip like that out and and try and have a gotcha sort mm. of moment, you know. Mm. And, you know, at the end of the day, Rogan, he, he, you know, he's also, he's not a journalist, he's not a scientist, he's not a doctor, he, he's a comedian,
2: you know. Yeah. And look, here's a test for you, so it's a little test. Later in the episode, Rogan derided an unnamed trans woman saying she, she, she had a terrorist beard. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way you're you're a woman <laughs> so and then he's followed it up by saying there are definitely people with legitimate gender dysphoria and that, that want to be a woman and their biologic male. And then there's grift <laughs> there's, there's yes. crazy people there's people who have, who have locked onto this movement that's true that's yes, all true that is all true that second part is true <laughs> come on tell me that he come on he's just said firstly I think saying someone's got a terrorist beard is one of the funniest <laughs> things ever. Secondly, because second, you can picture it, can't yeah, you? Yeah. And secondly, he says, okay, there are people with, uh, gen, definitely people with legitimate gender dysphoria, which is, there you go. Like, that's mm. isn't, isn't that a fucking get? Shouldn't this website be saying he said the, the most important thing ever? Mm. Um, well, I know yeah. they don't like that because, that, because what they want is anyone who says anything to be anything they want yes yeah so yeah. they don't like gender dysphoria i think they probably don't even this is me get put, being libelous now but i'm i am fairly certain they don't like people with gender dysphoria <laughs> they're yeah. like you're ruining it you're ruining it mm. stop it you're ruining it you know what yeah. i mean like because they and then the, and he says uh and the, and, and then there's grifters there's crazy people. There's people who have locked onto this movement. For sure. Well, I mean, you know, you and
1: I, we come from an arts background and we know people that are, are calling themselves queer or going non-binary or, you know, basically going fancy dress to try and latch onto this movement to get some cash, you know, because in Australia, you, you know, the arts funding bodies, they, they want to fund a lot of marginalised voices or little heard of voices, so that's trans, that's gay, that's, you know, female, whatever, like under minorities, minorities. They're, they're trying to give them more cash and get more of the work out there. So, you know, if you're a, a straight white male and you want to get some cash. Yes, yes please. Then become non-binary. Uh, oh. Grow a really long fringe that you dye
2: green. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. Like I can do that, I go, I can get in and get some dye now. I'm just yep. wondering with the first bit, have I gotta suck a dick? <laughs> no, you don't have to suck a dick. I don't. You don't have to chop off a dick. Why not? It's, you just, can I you just, just don't. So so you're saying me, saying to me that I can I can just say I'm queer or non binary or something. And cause the old rule used to be like if I went into a gay club back in the day in the court in Perth or something, and I was like, you know, I'm here and I'm I'm queer. And then, like, a guy in the toilets was like, okay, well, you know.
1: Show us what you got.
2: Yeah. And i tell you what. If I, I was gay, I've told Katie this before. If I was gay, you know, it would be it would be on for young and old. Yeah. Like, you know, I've said that, you know, she's the reason that, you know, we don't get to have fun all the time. Because when there's two guys, when there's two guys, we're on the same yeah. program. We're on the same program. Yeah. Okay. It's That's fucking
1: one. all day and all night.
2: Well, just so whenever. We, we, just, we just go, yeah, anyway. let's get on with it. So anyway, I'm there, and he says, "All right, let's get on with it." And I go, "Oh no, no! I, I I just said it, but I don't. I, I am gay, but I'm, I don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gay." Mm. And then you go, "Do you think he would be cool with that?" Or probably not. He, he
1: would lump you in that grifter's category, and right.
2: Well, maybe I think you know if I do, I could have waited out because in the current era, I could complain to management and get that place like shut down. I'd say I'd say he didn't respect my identity. Mm. And they'd say, why? What happened? And I'd say, Well, you know, I said I was gay. I went down to the toilets wearing a nice cutoffs and a crop top. And then he said, <laughs> he said, you know, will you? And I said, I won't. And who's the bigot? I think mm. you know who it is, not me. Yeah. So uh my favorite uh um opinion about this whole affair has come from uh roxanne gay a a feminist uh author mm-hmm. uh who writes for the new york times and you know i i think it's it's like uh i don't know it's like the traveling wilburys her and the new york times like you know super group you yeah. know like she's she is a uh hot under the collar um pre-offended BBW and <laughs> the New York Times is essentially, you know, Karen the newspaper. So, <laughs> so that's great. Karen the newspaper. So anyway, uh she has uh this kind this kind this I think her her piece is is typical of of what uh Let's call them if there's a network of nodes that are all engaged in this topic, I think, uh, and surrogates, I think she is a representative of a certain type. So get this. I'll read out as much of this as I can. Uh, Sometimes I watch a reality TV show called Building Off the Grid about people who decide to make homes for themselves in remote places where they can live sustainable lives. Over the course of an hour, I'll watch someone build a yurt or a mud hut with cob walls or a house on a mountain. Oh, fucking hell, outside Denver powered by solar panels of course uh they're not nuclear uh, no. anyway uh it's clear that uh what these modern day hermits want to exist in is one uh, want is to exist in a vacuum where they are not affected by nor do they affect anything beyond the boundaries of their home that is certainly an illusion but i can see the appeal uh i'm a writer I often write about my opinions, and I know uh, this is an opinion piece. I, I, I can't do that in a vacuum, as tempting as that sometimes seems. I believe we should all be exposed to a multitude of interesting ideas and perspectives, including those that challenge our most fiercely held beliefs. Okay, great. Do you want to listen to Gavin McInnes on R- R- Joe Rogan? No, cancelled. <laughs> no, no, she didn't mean that kind. <laughs> she didn't mean that kind. No. Uh, but engaging with the world with intellectual honesty and integrity is really simple. This is always what these people say, by the way. They always say this sort of shit. Like, like, you know, that's their caveat. They're like, mm. it's really simple. It's just like didn't they didn't the, didn't the, the GWS giants in the AFL story we did the other day? It's the same shit. Oh, it's such a complex and, and rich tapestry yes. story, isn't it? All and you just go, oh, shut up. It's simple, okay? Yeah. You, there's people saying shit you don't want, you don't like, and you want them to stop. Isn't that what the story is? Several years ago, I pulled out of a book deal with Simon and Schuster because the publishing company had bought a book by a white supremacist provocateur. Uh, eventually, it dropped Milo Yiannopoulos' book, so it was Milo. Right. Um,
1: Milo's married to a black man. By the way. Uh,
2: well, so what are you going to tell me now that you, your best friends, uh, some of your best friends, are black? Is that what you're going to say? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so uh, uh, I click on the on the the white supremacist provocateur link just to see it takes me to an NPR <laughs> article so NPR is not going to give you a very balanced view of someone like Milo who you know I'm not that, I'm not that into, I think he's a tragic figure but anyway uh, he had every right to air his political beliefs but he didn't have the right to a lucrative book contract nor did I for that matter the right I did have was to decide who I want to do business with what she's left out of that is and to moan on about it publicly she You know what I mean? She could have actually not done business with them and just shut the fuck up. Yeah. But instead she's decided to endlessly talk about it. Uh, I reserve the right to not come to the party and I am going to make sure everybody knows about it. And you go, okay, all right. Well, you could have just not come. Anyway, uh, I made a stand because I could. I had the means to do so, but it was symbolic. As most as most such most such stands are, most of my books have been published by HarperCollins, which is owned by News Corp, the company started by Rupert Murdoch, whose manipulation of the media has done great harm to public discourse over the last several decades. HarperCollins has published all kinds of people I find odious, dangerous, and immoral. Would I walk away from my body of work because I find those people loathsome? No, I don't live in a vacuum, and the most toxic voices should not be the only ones that are heard. And the, what is this? And the most toxic voices should not be the only ones that are heard. Okay. All right. Uh, every day I try to make the best decisions possible about what I create, what I consume. Um, she's large, by the way. So that's that's claim is not quite. <laughs> and I'm not being funny there. Like she's a BBW. And you know who said so? Mia Friedman. Yeah. From Mamma Mia. From Mama famously Mia. said she's super obese. So that's just not, I could do a link there to what Mia Friedman said that. Uh, Rox and gays BBW. Anyway, uh, but living in the world, participating in capitalism requires moral compromise. I'm not looking for purity; it doesn't exist. Instead, I'm trying to do the best I can and take a stand when I think I can have an impact. I would never support censorship. That's what they always say, by the way. Uh, and because and, be, and because I am a writer, I know that language matters. There's a difference between censorship and curation. When we are not free to express ourselves, when we can be thrown in jail or even lose our lives for speaking freely, that is censorship. So you know you've got to be in 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 red China for her yeah. for yeah, it to yeah, be yeah. censorship. Everything else, North Korea. Yeah, unless you are in uh, a puppet state of the, of North Korea, uh, then it's not censorship. So when we say as a society that bigotry and misinformation are unacceptable and that people who espouse those ideas don't deserve access to significant platforms, that's curation. Uh, she knows it's left out who the creator the curator is there. So she, we're not. We remember that's always in brackets, isn't it? They always say it's curation, and you say bye, bye, and then they go. They whisper it. They go by me, by me. I, I want. I want to be the creator. I'm the curator. You know, I don't. I, and my stuff will be like that'll be the main stuff there, and everyone else can fuck off. So anyway, <laughs> we are expressing our taste and moral discernment, saying that we find acceptable and what we do not. Too many, too many people believe that the right to free speech means the right to say whatever they want. Wherever, that, wherever, whenever, on whatever platform they choose without consequence. They want free speech to exist in a vacuum, free from context, free from criticism. That that like the idea that giving in and off the grid yurt frees one from the demands, responsibilities, uh, complicities of human society is an illusion. Joe Rogan is a curious fellow. She's finally mentioned him. I remember him from another reality TV show, Fear Factor, which he hosted in the early part of this century, Contestants on that show ate bugs, lay down in beds of snakes or jumped from a helicopter into a lake. It was a garish but entertaining spectacle, the kind of show where you could spend the entire episode with your shoulders hunched up to your ears, cringing as people humiliated and degraded themselves for a chance at $50,000 and 15 minutes of micro fame. Uh, Around the same time, Mr. Rogan became a mixed martial arts mixed martial arts colour commentator. I don't know what that is. No, I don't know a mixed martial arts colour commentator. Yuri, if you're listening to this, what the (laughs) fuck does that (laughs) mean? I know you're watching. Sounds like a typo. So anyway, message me as soon as you listen to this episode. Uh, He eventually ventured into podcasting as he does today uh, Mr. Rogan hosts a wildly popular podcast on Spotify, the Joe Rogan Experience, for which he claims he often does very little preparation. Episodes are long and meandering, as Mr. M- Mr. Rogan amuses on whatever is on his mind, including false claims that COVID vaccines are, quote, essentially a gene therapy. For example, his guests are often people hovering on the intell- listen to this part. His guests are often people hovering on the intellectual fringes, purveying dangerous in- misinformation about COVID and other topics sometimes racism is sprinkled into, in his conversations just to keep things interesting. Think about that. Mr. Rogan says he is curious, merely interested in asking questions. It's a convenient way of shirking accountability uh, misleading for misleading people about life or death health reasons. So now I'm going to skip to the end and just get to what she has said here. So she goes on about misinformation has contributed to tens of millions of people believing the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump. Uh, it's contributed. Yeah, but to the... but
1: but but didn't Hillary the Hillary cl- camp think that that their election was stolen they in twenty sixteen?
2: They did. Uh, it contributed to gener- to the January sixth insurrection and misinformation uh, has has helped prolong the COVID nineteen pandemic and encourage people. Has it helped prolong the COVID nineteen pandemic?
1: I, I I think lockdowns did that.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, and Johns Hopkins said they recently that. They weren't that good. So anyway, uh, this is the this is the part I like. So, cut long fucking story short, the Roxanne Gay Agenda her podcast. She's pulled it off off Spotify. Okay, she's clutched her pearls and she's joined, you know, these other fogies. She's put it on Amazon, right? Yeah, you can still get it. Put it that way, you still get it. She didn't she didn't pull it off as many platforms as I wanted her to. Mm. So I think she should. There's a few more she should pull it off till it's not on any of them but anyway she this is the claim i'm gonna she says i have a podcast where i talk to interesting people until tuesday it was available on spotify i've decided to make another stand a small one joining uh, mr young and mrs mitchell and, and a growing group of creators i took the Roxanne gay uh, and its archives off spotify so the claim i like here is i have i want to talk to you about this I have a podcast where I talk to interesting people. Okay. Let's remember that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I just want you to remember what she has said about Joe Rogan's, uh, uh, people. So his guests are often people hovering on the intellectual fringes, purveying dangerous misinformation about COVID by the way, COVID has been around for two years and he's got, um, 12 years worth of shows. So I'm not quite sure how most of the people could be talking about COVID when it didn't exist. Uh, uh, except in the Wuhan uh, Institute of Virology where it was being made. Sometimes racism is sprinkled in these conversations just to keep things interesting. So, so it's just to keep things interesting. Like it's not even something they do purposefully. Okay. So now I'll just run through a few things. Um, here's Joe Rogan's guests that this is just like literally like 15 of them or whatever that I just picked plucked out a bit out of the air. Now add in any that you can remember off offhand. Elon Musk, Jordan Peterson, Brian Cox, Bill Burr, Anthony Bourdain, Tulsi Gabbard, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Louis Thoreau, Sam Harris, Henry Rollins, James Hetfield, Leah Remini, Kevin Smith, Russell Brand, Steven Pinker, Jack Dorsey, Jay Leno, the list goes on, Dave Chappelle, Kanye West, Tarantino, Tarantino, I mean, I could go on all day. So, so remember what she said about all those people? Mm -hmm. And, Roxanne Gay's guests, okay? The first two, now I'm going to have to read out some of the other people. Sarah Silverman and Seth Rogen. (laughs) (laughs) Seth Rogen. So they're two. The rest of them, I read the names and I'm like, they sound interesting, I guess, but so... Here's one. Esther Perel. Esther Perel Esther is a Belgian psychotherapist of Polish Jewish descent who has explored the tension between the need security and the need for freedom in human relationships. I, so, I,
1: I've actually listened to Esther
2: Perel's podcasts. Oh, really? And they're good. Okay, great. No, well, that's good. excellent. Yeah. No, no, no. Credit, credit to due. So she, she sound, I thought I said she sounded interesting. Yeah. Okay. Next up. Um, Ayana Elizabeth Johnson is a marine biologist, uh, policy expert, conservation strategist. She's the founder and president of Ocean Collective. Sounds interesting. Uh, con- she, you know. And then, uh, I guess, uh, Terry McMillan is an American novelist whose work centres around the experience of Black women in the United States. Uh, Keandra Jackson is known. As America's number one relationship therapist. So, this is a, a, a black woman relationship. She, she's not getting Kevin Samuels on the show. No. She's not getting Kevin Samuels. Um, so, anyway, if I had to describe her guests, it, you know, if, if it was one person, it would be like a seven year old woman, either white or black. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. probably who mostly she has. Um, now, not that I'm saying you don't, you know, w- you don't need to have any white guys, um, but if you could, if you could have Elon, Elon Musk on your show, I think you should. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about her characterization of those people I mentioned, and her and her assertion that all the, her people are interesting?
1: <laughs> well, I think she's trying to say, don't don't go to Joe. Like, just just forget about him. Come to me instead. Come to my podcast. I've got interesting people.
2: I've got interesting people too. Oh really? Have you got? I really like Metallica. Have you got James Hetfield? Or <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. What about? Oh, I like science. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh no, no. no, no. no. Okay. I like He's... films. Have you got uh, Tarantino? No, I don't have Tarantino. What about? Oh well, I'm interested in big tech. Have you got Jack Dorsey? No, no. So, so I find
1: this. Look, it, it, know, it, it's so dishonest though to call all of those, all of those guests uh on the fringes i mean it's just it's just a lie
2: I, I mean i don't even like to use that word because it's been so perverted right like by the, the newspapers but i just have to ask her i would just say look i know this is an opinion piece and obviously you and i don't kick, kick it in the same circles like you know your you know for the your, your podcast seems um yeah exactly what i would expect um a lot of um You know, soft spoken, sort of passive aggressive, (laughs) hot under the collar. You know, sort of like a sort of sort of like a nasty book club. Yeah, you know, it's a nasty book club, really intelligent, nasty book club. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what I think it looks like to me now. uh, But but that's a personal preference. Now um, that actually, some of those people did sound interesting. Absolutely, I'm sure. But let's be fucking real. Let's get real. Let's keep it 100. Those people have no business uh, on the same list as the people I read out. No, 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 no. Like, if you don't know why, like, you can not like Jordan Peterson, but he has the ears of a large portion of the world's men. And and he's a global phenomenon. He's a global phenomenon. Like, time, like a, the kind of thing that you would expect from time, you know, person of the year. You know what I mean? In fact, a lot of these people are just just larger than life, incredible, you know, minds and personalities, everything yeah. so, you know, from from Russell Brand to, uh, you know, James Hetfield and Anthony Bourdain, like what she has said about these people, she has accused these people of, of being, uh, and the man who they are being interviewed by as being uh, racist uh, and, uh, you know, primarily concerned with disinformation. This is, I mean, if you really did, this is so selective as well. Like, did she listen to the Kanye one, or mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and what I find fascinating, and this is something she'll never understand, is Joe Rogan's podcast. I think is at its best when he brings you someone you had no fucking idea about. Yes. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Or some or a disgraced person who you listen to and you go, oh wow. I had yes. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had no idea that person was so intelligent or so or, interesting. Like yeah. I listened to Roseanne Barr, and I was like, after her scandal, and and. You know that is what it is, but I I've got so much respect for her. You know she is she is a a a a magnificent talent, and um you know this could actually lead us into
1: well 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 before before we get into my topic, we um uh I remember listening to a podcast. He was he was interviewing a guy who wrote a book about the Comanche tribe. That guy, yes, and and I cannot. He's got a weird name, and I've and I've forgotten it, but. I I went out and bought the book, and it's it's amazing. It's an amazing tale. He did amazing research,
2: and Joe Rogan like made that guy like like because yes. like, he he poured his life into this book, and you know did all right. And then then his, his he his he tweeted Asian about porn. it. He
1: was like he was like he tweeted. He's like oh I read this book about the Comanche tribe. It's amazing. And then it, 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 in the next month the The book sales went out of control and ended up skyrocketed him to I don't know some sort of New York Times best best list. You know?
2: But 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 aren't aren't all realities true? Do you know what I mean? Like like as in, can not we hold opposing ideas in our head? Can't we say let's just say for the sake of argument that some of what Doctor Robert Malone says is is beyond the pale? Okay, let's give them that. Let, let's give them. Uh, you don't have to, but just for this argument, let's say that that was true. Then. Isn't that as true as a someone writing? Well, what I'm, what I'm to understand is a, a fairly academic or scholarly uh, approach to uh, the history of of the the, the Comanche tribe, mm. and his book being amplified and more people reading about the, you know the First Nations people of of uh, or the Indigenous people of America. Like, isn't that a fucking good thing? Yeah, it's great. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't there a number of other things that all of these people that he's done, this is just such a despicable hit piece from a, a an absolute narcissist. This woman yeah. is a total narcissist. And I, I don't say this often, but she's a goddamn liar. She is, yeah.
1: I and that. I think, you know, there are so many people there uh, out there that, that are just, they hate his success, you know. Well, that's that, that's the other part part to it, you know. The mainstream media they they they're loving seeing this happening to Joe because Joe has taken away a, a whole a whole section of their audience, you know.
2: Well, let's let's just leave it by saying from here on out, pay attention to who wrote the goddamn article. Yeah, what do they want? What do they stand to gain? Mm. Follow the money. Who's getting paid? Look at the links. If you're interested, you don't have to be, but before. You you know you just buy what they're saying. Say wait a minute, wait a minute. Does does is did Roxanne Gay just write this article about Joe Rogan to 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 pump up her own podcast? Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. the article have more standing if she wasn't a podcaster herself with guests who mm. is a with competitor? The interesting guest isn't she a fucking? I think <laughs> she a fucking <laughs> competitor. Yeah, isn't yeah. it like saying you know like uh, there's one thing I hate. One thing I hate, it's that team over there, and I'll tell you what, if uh, any of the people who, work, who play for that team, you know, wanted to come play for my team, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. Mm. Well, uh, talking
1: about people we hate, should we talk about Whoopi Goldberg?
2: Oh, come on. That's tra- She's a tra- tragic figure. <laughs> anyway, tell me, what's happened? Uh, well,
1: Whoopi's in the news. A whoopsie. She's a whoopsie. A whoopsie. She did a whoopsie. And you've probably heard about this story. Uh she's come under fire recently, uh and and also suspended from her panel show The View, I think for two weeks, uh after remarks that she made about the Holocaust. Now, of course, that's a bit of a minefield. You know you're gonna get blowback when you question the Holocaust, you know. And that's that's a minefield there. So she 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 was
2: strident though. She 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 just she just went there. She was she just did. like, Yeah, she you know did. what? She was like, yeah. You know what? Like Yeah. Like well let, let me play you the clip first. <laughs> okay
1: okay right. and then okay. we'll
0: discuss it further. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. All right.
0: Well also if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No, no. It's not about race. No, it's about a a different race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about race. What is it about? Because it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. but it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but It's, not, it's not about and, ideal and, and race. It's, and it's and but these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, how do we have to black people have see them as white. And they but have you're to missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. The yeah. minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other.
2: Do you like uh when people just say you know, when they follow the the anti sort of candy anti racism to its natural conclusion, then eventually they say, you know what, like Hitler wasn't a racist. Yeah, no. Or they just say, you know what, maybe the Holocaust wasn't a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you go, yeah. Oh, okay. You, you're like, well- <laughs> you look down at your BLM and you are like, you know, I was with you the whole way. Yeah. But right now, I gotta, I gotta say, that might be too far.
1: It might be too far. Well, let me give you some context here. So. Uh, it, it, the Holocaust came up on the show. Uh, the topic of the
2: Holocaust came the up way, on the show. By the way, the view is where I think the Holocaust should be talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Don't you yeah. think that is the platform? <laughs> well, Tim Dillon said the funniest thing about the view. You got He says... Uh, <laughs> He says, <laughs> "He says there are so many inc- there are so many incredible women out there, and none of them are on the view." it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, That's I, I, so true. I don't know who watches the show. It's a know. nightmare. It's no. It's one of those things where you just go, "Oh my god, who does watch this show?" Like, it's one of. The, I, I always feel sorry for anyone who goes on it. I'm just like Jesus Christ, what a yeah. snake pit! Like, what I a, know, you know, I don't want to besmirch this show but like you know because <laughs> i think but, it needs some besmirchment. no but like in australia you just look at that like sometimes the way they behave on that show oh fuck i might as well go there so it's late in the show so they um they behave like a like a pack of cunts <laughs> don't you think
1: <laughs> they do and they're so self-righteous and so preachy as well yeah. that's right. the problem so let me give you some context here. So uh, the Holocaust as a subject came up on the show. They were discussing uh, a Tennessee school board that decided to remove a certain book from the eighth grade Holocaust curriculum, which caused a bit of a stir in the US. I don't know too much about it, but they are talking great about book.
2: that. I studied it in, uh, when I went back to uni. So, right. Uh, it's okay. great. It's a graphic novel. Uh, it's called Mouse, and it's great. And it's, uh, it's important, and it's basically about survivor guilt. So the idea is that... Uh, in just quickly, a, a guy grows up, um, and his father is a, a Holocaust survivor, uh, and it's sort of his experience in America. The younger guy, the, uh, growing up, sort of with the weight of of his father's sort of uh, survival story um, lo- looming over his life. Mm. It's very mature, and the best part about it, 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 the way he distances himself from the work, him and his father, is that he 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 casts every all the well the characters as as mice and so right. he's, he's like got a, a mouse head and stuff and it's like it's 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 wonderful so right.
1: and important yeah cool so uh yeah Whoopi then obviously went on to say that the holocaust isn't about race it's about man's inhumanity towards man and but but before that statement because a lot of the clips that you you see on youtube don't don't show the little statement that comes before that, which she says something to to the effect that that it's white on white, white on white, and she says so. You'll go fight amongst yourselves, is what she says. Why
2: do they? Why haven't they showed that
1: bit? Um, some people talk about it, but I don't know why
2: they haven't. They haven't showed I that mean, bit. I mean, I mean, and I'm not being funny here. Like if that if that is your view on mm. the view, but if that if that is your view, um, I think that that sums up. A, mm, a, a popular strain of intersectionality. Or yes, intersectional, for sure. Intersectional yeah. thinking. Yeah, uh, very well. Like I mean, I, as I've said, I'm I'm not I'm not into it. I I don't I believe in. A different kind of um, non-racism, yeah. uh, You know, from the MLK. School. Well, I, th-
1: I think that's that, that's an awful thing to say. You know, that 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 you you guys over there, you go and fight amongst yourselves. I don't care. You know, I'm going to be here with my with my racial group over here. You know, it's. I, I don't think I don't think anyone should be. Uh, you know, indifferent to to
2: large scale conflict like that. But don't you, know? you think that that, as I have said, don't you think that is an essential point to, 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 uh, that sort of Kendiism, or yes, or intersectionality. Yeah. Like if mm. you, if you follow it to its natural conclusion, I, I, cause I do, it's taken her a while to get to that point. Like it's, yeah. and it seems that people have to say that last, cause I've always complained about this intersectional stuff. I feel like people aren't like, if you know, you believe what you believe. And I think that if you believe it, you should just say it clearly. And, yeah. um, that they often don't and they they you know instead they they change normal words like racism they change equity you know equality they change so they rather than just say so you should be able to say Whoopi, do you believe that you know and you should just say it do you say that like if yeah if if um but the germans and the, and the jews fighting um do you believe that that to you is just white and white crime and that you know you don't like you don't care about it because it, it's mean, it's largely meaningless because the two people the two groups are white is that kind of what she's suggesting there for sure yeah
1: yeah yeah her, her whole thing is that uh you you're 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 only a different race if I can tell you're a different race like straight away from looking at you you know uh, um, <laughs> okay that, that, and that's sort of what she okay. goes on to say I'm going to talk about Colbert in a minute because she she right. sort of goes on Colbert to, to try and oh, patch yes. things up but that doesn't go that doesn't go so well either, you know. So let me just give you a little, just a little brief thing about what Hitler says about Jew, Jewish people. So he even says himself that Jews are not a race, that they're a race, not a religion. And the Nuremberg laws uh, were actually directed at Jews as an eth- ethnicity. So, and he often said that Jews were a race of parasites. That was one of his nice little slogans he liked to uh, wheel out. Um let me just explain a little bit about intersectional theory here for our audience. So for the longest time, you know, Jews were considered their own ethnic group, and it's only really recently, like the past 30 or maybe 40 years, that that they've sort of been lumped in with this, you know, with white people, you know. Um, and and white itself as a group, you know, I think it's been expanding for quite a while. Like Italians are now considered white, Irish people are now considered white, Well, b- whereas before... Definitely before the the war, and and definitely hundreds of years ago, they they were considered their own racial category. You know, um, this really goes to the to the, the um, really this goes to the head of what the left thinks about systems of power and race. You know, um, intersectional theory like suggests that structures of power are set up in a hierarchy with powerful groups victimizing non-powerful groups, and the way you tell who is a victimizer and who is a victim is by success level. You know, so in the U.S., black people are victimized not by looking at their actual treatment in American society, but because they're less wealthy, you know. So people that believe in all this intersectional crap, they they believe that not much has changed since the civil rights movement of the 1960s, and and they sort of ignore the fact that there's – you know there's actually no legal discrimination allowed in the US you know there's no law that 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 lets people get away with like not hiring black people or something you know and i'm sure it i'm sure that sort of shit happens sometimes but there is there are laws against that you know so we're trying so basically white people are at the top of this hierarchy because because of white supremacy and the lack of su- success experienced by black people as a group is due solely to white supremacy you know so this theory also suggests that the systems of power that have been set up by white people value things such as promptness, personal responsibility, and that these societal constructs have been made up by white people to benefit white people. So, this is how mad this sort of shit goes, you know, where, where they'll say stuff that, that being prompt and taking personal responsibility is, is, a, is a white thing. So offensive. And, and, it, and it's been made just to advance white people you know. So to focus back in on the Jewish thing, you know, Jews are now seen as white because they're successful. And this theory fails to treat people as individuals. And it it actually gets itself into a bit of trouble when you consider the fact that Asian Americans, Indian Americans, Korean Americans, as a group, they're the highest income earning groups in the US. Mm. So... Uh, you know, so the, the proponents of intersectional theory, they've, they've had to invent terms such as white adjacent to explain why these groups are successful, you know. Um, so the, the end point of intersectional theory is that if you are a person regarded as ranking up near the top of the intersectional hierarchy, you cannot be victimised. You cannot be discriminated against uh, against unless you're being discriminated against by a group higher up on the scale, you know. And at this point in time, it seems like people consider Jews to to be the top of that pinnacle. So you have a situation now where where some Muslim people in the West can get away with open anti-Semitic rhetoric, or Asian Americans can be attacked and beaten by African Americans, and it barely rates a mention in the mainstream news and that's because of this idea that well you know you you can't victimize a group that's up on the on the top of this hierarchy and what's what's interesting uh if we talk about the anti-defamation league which is like this um sort of jewish rights uh, advocacy group that was I think it was set up like around 1930 or something and it was set up really to to combat anti-semitism they've sort of bought into this intersectionality garbage and and you can see it in the way they define racism so in June 2020 on their website it said this it had a definition of racism and it said racism racism is the belief that that a particular race is superior or inferior to another, that a person's social and moral traits are predetermined by his or her inborn biological characteristics. Racial separatism is the belief, uh, most of the time based on racism, that different races should remain segregated and apart from one another. Now, after BLM happened and the whole George Floyd thing, their, their definition has changed on their website, so now it says it's the marginalization and/ or oppression of people of color based on a societally constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people.
2: That is deeply offensive.: It is, and incorrect and uh, absolute fringe extremism of the highest order. Like mm. no commonsensical person would engage with such a definition yeah. it's so and the reason they had to change it is because uh now that we have these affinity groups in, in you know in, in certain institutions where they allow where they've essentially reintroduced segregation mm. um you the previous definition would cast the people uh, forcing children into these affinity groups uh as ra- racist. As racist, yeah. Because you'd say, Oh no, putting putting all the Asian people together, that's 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 segregation, mm. that's racist. And then they'd go, What we'll do is change the definition. Change Yeah, it. just change the definition, exactly. Change it. You know, which and is this brilliant. is
1: what the left does. It is brilliant. Yeah, the way they play with definitions and words and memory and, hole. Yeah, it it is it is amazing.
2: And they just want to update it like Wikipedia. You know, you go one day and it'll say you know, the Tiananmen Massacre was blah, 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 and the next day it'll be like, uh, uh, the Tianmin, uh Rainbow Festival happened on this day. And you go, what? Yeah, the, yeah, what? what? <laughs> the what? Wasn't there a massacre? And they go, nah, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's uh, the day we have lots of fun.
1: Yes, that's it. Well, Whoopi then, uh, because she, she got suspended for two weeks uh, on, on full pay, I'm sure, oh, yeah. and uh, she then went on the Stephen Colbert show to try and put out the fire, but... She kind of doubled down, stay, you know, saying still that it was white people against white people. You know, she can't get past this idea that, that you know, it's white on white.
0: Thank you. Good to see you again.
2: Good to see you. you again. And
0: you. Now, you made some news this morning. Yes. On The yes, View. Yes, I did. When y'all were talking about the Holocaust. Yeah. And w- w- would you care to uh, follow up? Clarify what you said this morning? Because it confused some people. It it upset a lot of people, which was never, ever, ever, ever my intention. I thought we were having a discussion Mm -hmm. uh, because I feel being black when we talk about race, it's a very different thing to me. Mm -hmm. So I said that I, I felt that the Holocaust wasn't about race. And people got very, very, very angry and still are angry. I mean, I'm getting you know, all of the the mail from folks and Mm -hmm. the very real anger because people feel very differently. I said, this wasn't racial. This was about white on white. And everybody said, no, 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 it was racial. And so that's what this all came from. So once again, don't write me anymore. I know how you feel. (laughs) Okay, I already know. I get it. And uh, I'm going to take your word for it. And never bring it up again. We have to take a quick break, uh, but stick around. We'll right back with more Whoopi Goldberg, everybody.
2: Fucking hell, man. I got to give it to Colbert. He worked (laughs) for his money that night. He was trying so hard to to all but hand her uh, a purple heart. You know what I mean? Like, fucking hell. He was just like, uh, you know, talk about the most sympathetic audience in the world. Like a bunch of bunch of uh, wokesters who live in Brooklyn or whatever, yeah. and, and Colbert, just a millionaire uh, intersectional leftist uh, yeah. lunatic himself. And he was, uh, he was desperately just trying to get her to play ball. And did you get from the, uh, the clip her obsession with how angry people were? Mm. did you hear this? Yeah. She said it about a hundred times. She's like, people were, were, were very angry or uh, people's anger. People's uh, were very angry. Like she kept commenting. Like, it's like she was pissed off that people Mm. were pissed off. Yes. You know, like why? I don't understand how dare you get angry. Why are people angry? And you say, well, because you said, you you said some, uh, look, I mean, what she said was, was bogus. Yeah. But more to the point, it's the stridency with which she said it. And, the complete lack of humility in which she said it. Like there was no, you know, for someone who I'm sure thinks of herself increasingly as, you know, a literal Mother Teresa figure. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like like everyone in The View, I'm confident they walk off set every day saying, you know what, maybe, like Jerry in that episode, maybe I am a good man, (laughs) you know, maybe I am good, (laughs) you know. They just walk off saying, I helped so many people today. Like I just helped. I talked about... You know, I talked about what a dickhead Joe Rogan was, or I yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. like,
1: yeah, oh, I just endlessly educated, talking about Trump. I, just well,
2: yeah, and you know what else I did? I educated people about the Holocaust. I told them what it was really about. I mean, I know we've got all there's people written boys boring big old boring books about it, but but you know, I, I mean, I got I got some ideas too, and I, I think that really, I mean what's the big deal it's just just a bunch of white people (laughs) having a having a having a bit of a hudgy-bargy yeah that's right what it was i mean what's the what's the fuss all about i say so
1: if 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 jewish people are white now can can you tell like jewish jokes like racist jewish jokes they're not racist anymore they're just jokes
2: now right you you want i should tell a joke (laughs) do you have a joke I don't. I don't. I don't. But <laughs> I, I have one actually, but I'm, I'm not going to say it. Don't, oh, don't you? If you get us cancelled, if <laughs> no. I have to go on Colbert to apologize, to, you know, then that would be a shame. No. But don't look. Have you, do, can we just talk for a second about the, what a tragic figure she is? Sure. Like she is, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Because she like, used to be brilliant. As, as an actor and a performer. I think she still is probably fantastic. Do you know what I mean? I saw her, it, just a little clip of her uh, reprising her role uh, as Guinan in, in uh, Picard, uh, which I'm sure is not a very good show. But seeing her, I was like, oh, she's still she's still got it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she's, she could turn it on if she wants. Um, uh, she was absolutely... Uh, Ubiquitous in the in the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s, from from just a golden run of massive films. Like I used to watch Sister Act one and two over and over again. Uh, Ghost, I saw that at the movies. What an incredible film! Which won an Academy Award for that. Uh, I used to watch Jumping Jack Flash, which I think we should do on side boob. Um, I, you know, I don't mind the color purple. She's great in it. Um, but look. All those, and all those flops that she was in, which we saw. We saw all the, I just don't mention the flops. Like yeah. we watched, we watched them all, like you know, Made in America or fucking like whatever fu- the fuck. Eddie, that one she did. Eddie,
1: remember that yes. one? Yes. Is the, that the uh, one, the basketball
2: one? It is. So anyway. I like that one. Yeah, it was fine. So she, <laughs> she it was fantastic. What a talent, incredible talent. And I just don't understand. Like firstly, she looks unwell. She does. Yeah. She looks very unwell. And I look, and I think she's unwell. That could be just, you know, and I'm sorry if that's the case. Like I didn't know, like you don't keep up with people. She said, it was a shock to see her. I was like, Oh my God, is what's happened to Woofy?" Like she looks very unwell. And um, I just think that she has become, uh, or maybe she always was. I don't know. Like she just seems so fun. Like a lot of these people seemed so fun. Mm. Uh, and I think that, that we got that, that she was having a ball and, you know she was electric and now she is i think going on these shows and spending your life complaining every day i mean we do it a couple of times a week but they do it <laughs> <laughs> once once a week properly and then but these people are doing it all day every day and uh i think it just fucking and breaks your brain and and, mm, and after yeah. 2020 especially like i mean the shit they said before was pretty dumb but now after 2020 it is, a, is unwatchable. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and I love that, like, it's just um, screeching mm. and hot takes, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah it's so, awful.
2: I yeah. don't know. But maybe to your point, what you, you, you wrap up this topic by, by, I mean, what do you think? Should she, should she have been suspended or cancelled or what?
1: Well, I don't know. Personally, I don't, think, uh, I don't think anything should have happened to her, except what, what, what is happening, sort of, you know, people pointing out how wrong she is like i think Mm. that that is happening and and i think that's a good thing but you know if you were to apply the same sorts of uh rules that the left apply to uh people they see that that are on the right they would be cancelled you know i mean i mean if you said something like slavery wasn't about racism or some shit like that like what
2: if i was on a zoom call and and i started whacking off
1: Well, yeah, there's that, the CNN guy that that whacks off and he just
2: gets to keep his fucking job. Got his job. job. And, like, within a year he had his job back. Yeah. Like, if Don Jr. did that, I think think that uh, the Washington Post would have something to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think? Should she be cancelled? No. So I think that, yeah, we need to, look, we need to lead by example. Uh, Cancelling sucks. Um, She said some dumb shit, uh, the appropriate, People came out because I can't speak to the polygon. You know, I'm not uh, equipped to speak about that. The people uh, who are experts and uh, whatnot about the subject um, body checked her. Uh, She eventually was contrite, um, and I think that they have just suspended her because of maybe pressure from the right or or pressure from even the moderates who
1: or 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 pressure from uh the jewish community because they're they're very involved that's true in, in hollywood i mean the, yeah. behind the scenes in terms of production and i mean there are a lot of jewish and i get
2: people. that i get and i get that but at the same time you just got to think it through you just got to say look um you know and i know that sometimes you've got to fight dirty but in this case i just think that we need to lead by example and say look yeah don't cancel it we're, we're trying to bring back common sense remember that's what that's what barry weiss's subtext, subtext is called common sense now the reason it's called common sense is because we need to bring it back yeah we need to bring that's what bill Maher's doing like he's it's common sense you say you go okay she said some dumb shit did she apologize like then great moving on like you know let her back on her dumb show which i don't watch anyway like her audience yeah. loves her anyway so um they'll they, you know if she needs a day or two off personally that's fine but don't don't suspend her mm. uh because i think that's dumb and i think cancelling people's dumb i think taking away people's book deals is dumb i think it's like um i think i just think it's um yeah roxanne gay thinks it's great you know it's curation so it was, it's, was yes curation so it was whoopee curated <laughs> is that, yeah. that are we and like bill mars said this is offensive like for a woman an adult woman to be put in the corner by, yes. by yeah. this corporate um, mm. Stooges is yeah. offensive. And it yeah, is. Yeah, Fuck it those, is. those people. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I don't uh, even know what a suspension uh, even, even does.
2: Well, in the, well no, I don't know. Like it's just a. I, yeah. Is that even a punishment? Like, it's a layoff. I, I, I don't amazing. understand. Well, no. I just think it's. It, no, here's the thing, though. No one can pass the purity test. No one. Like it is just a, a matter of time like and 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 technology it's time and technology that that is there is no one you know who will pass an adequate purity test mm. that's the truth yeah. that is the absolute truth uh everyone has said the wrong thing everyone's had had clumsy uh words come out of their out of their mouth uh, all sorts okay poorly timed words uh words out of context so um I said the other day on the phone to someone uh, like they were a, ma- they're, they're a, a, a manager and they were like, um, they're from the country. So you can be a bit loose. I, like I called them up and I said, Oh, they said, Oh, what was the issue? Was this? And I said, Oh, don't worry. No problem. And they, cause I, I didn't push this door hard enough, whatever. And then they go, so what, what was the issue? And I said, Oh, I was just being a Nancy boy. And they laughed. They thought it was great. But if that was for instance, aired on a podcast yeah. uh, that I had said that, <laughs> then, then that would be you'd be cancelled, cancelable. Like it's a purity test. The thing is, yeah. and and Joe Rogan and uh, Whoopi, I think that there's something else going. Like Whoopi is just uh, got gotten caught up in the culture wars. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah, it's just these interests. There's probably a right wing version of Patriot takes out there, you know, working at this. And I feel like we just need to start looking behind this shit and going, wait a minute, because because when you start looking at yeah the abc and cnn and all of that like the, the corporate interest in that you start to go oh there's a whole different game being played here yep. Yep. You know what right. I mean? so, yeah yeah that's right so and and actually us getting caught up in in the surface stuff is maybe actually part of their game of their, their game do you know what i mean like they yeah. they they use Whoopi as a, as a news cycle event to get us all pissed off so we don't say wait a minute who runs abc yeah Wait, who mm. is this person? Well, maybe we should look into them, and they go, mm. "No, nah, don't do that, don't do that. Just just think about Whoopi. I mean she, no, she, I mean is ghost even that good <laughs> and you go, Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs>
1: Well, let me just finish by uh, by sharing just a, a curious thing whilst researching this topic, like obviously I went to YouTube to try and see the clips and whatever, and, and I can't seem to find a clip of the original view segment. It's only news outlets that are commentating on it or people that have gone, hey, you know, Whoopi's done this and you All can right. see like the small, so that's a bit curious, but... When you do search for it, you also get a weird information box at the top of your search, which I've never seen on YouTube before, what? informing you about the Holocaust. So oh. it's, a bi- it's a bit like those COVID misinformation messages oh. you get on Instagram.
2: Let me do it now. So what, about, what do I type in? So
1: just type in Whoopi Goldberg, a Holocaust, and then click on a video. I don't know. Click on whatever.
2: Holy shit context context
1: yes it gives you this context
2: oh what a slap in the face to wikipedia it's from Britannica. (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah fuck wikipedia this is great i bring 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 back Britannica. (laughs) yeah
1: but also i watched a very straight up news story about this whoopee situation from something called rt you know like like uh the russian that's that's
2: the russian surrogate (laughs) in the west Oh, is it? It's it. So you know, you know, Al Jazeera's. You know, yeah, okay. It's the RT is. Um. Anyway, I, I watch a bit of RT. It's fun.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I had no idea what it was. I just clicked on it because they they were covering or they had a yeah. little clip about the Whoopi thing, and that's fine. Yes. And then there was a box above that saying that RT is funded in in whole or part by the Russian government. Yes,
2: you know? yes, yes, yes. That's right. And um. It's to try and get around their their soft power. They do some good reporting too, as well as some questionable stuff. Just don't just don't watch their stories on Russia. Yeah, everything else is okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I just thought this was, uh, yeah, this was strange. This is where they're headed. It's a it's a new thing, I guess. But it is.
2: But but now we need to ask: like, this changes their role, doesn't it? They're not just a platform now; they're something else. Yeah, that's. It's inundating us with this stuff, this context. Yeah. 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 You know, because now they're they're interpreting what I'm typing into search. And they're giving me information about that.
1: They're saying, they're saying you, you're you a white supremacist, you're a Holocaust denier, you need to read this thing about the Holocaust.
2: Well, let me just type in Tianmin Square Massacre. Let me just say it, probably massacre. Will it come up with Rainbow Festival? Um, Tianmin Square, there doesn't... I'll tell you what, there's no context on this one. <laughs> right. So... Right yeah and i think it even got rid of the word massacre for me you deleted that <laughs> oh really <laughs> curious so anyway yeah i think this is bogus. like this is just one of those things like you know because the question remains you know what do we give context to and what don't we like you know i absolutely think that a lot you know there's perhaps there should be more here and there but does everything now won't the site become a little overloaded if we, yeah, if yeah. we have every goddamn video, like what a, a red letter media plinket video is going to have, you know, some fucking context in there about yeah. some shit you just go.
1: And, and, and what if they start doing it, incorporating it into the video?
2: Well, that is the next step. This is, look, I know this show is going long, but the, the, the thing is the reason I'm so animated about all this Joe Rogan thing, and I've talked about this uh, offline and online, I guess, is that, Podcasts, are they're coming for your podcast, people. They are. They are fucking coming for your podcast. Yeah. The reason we started this is because we knew this was coming. Uh, eventually, um, some gate will come up. A paywall. It'll be... Uh, there will be experts poring over stuff. You, you're, mm. you know what a fucking nightmare YouTube is? When you upload a video to YouTube, it's a fucking nightmare. You are terrified of getting a strike. You're terrified of saying the wrong thing. There, are, People have created another language, even Kevin Samuel. So he won't say, like, you know, he'll say, um, yeah, they just won't say rape. They'll say the R word. They'll say, like, They'll use, they don't say COVID, they say the coup or something, or they use all these different, they use all these different words, the the, the spicy cough or whatever. There's a a whole other language around Mm. things because they treat, and Kevin Samuels even said, he's like, he said, I guess said the word uh, rape and he goes, don't say that word. It triggers the algorithm. Yeah. So that's YouTube. It's a fucking nightmare. They're coming for your podcast. They, 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 they desperate and it's only a matter of time. And this Joe Rogan thing is, is the great, you know, uh, it won't happen again. Like it feels like he got through and, um, it, you know, now whatever happens now to everyone else, that is, it's just like, you know, there'll never be another Prince. Like Prince is Prince. Uh, he's a big star, may he rest in peace. And if you start, if you want to be a singer now, then fuck you. You know what I mean? Like it's like a completely different thing. Hmm. Like, you know, you, so yeah. Enjoy your podcast while you can. Well, you enjoy them because the the gatekeepers are coming. They they hate that you're listening to stuff they can't check and and put their ads in and approve. And you know what I mean? Like well, that's really what it's about. They're like these people are like the people of the New York Times and CNN and whoever the fuck else or even whatever. They Or even Twitter maybe I don't know All of them They're like You know what It would be much better If everyone listened to us And stopped you know, doing these podcasts And stuff Like that would be a lot better Don't you think And then the other people In the room saying Yeah Alright um, That's enough Okay
1: <laughs> yeah. Fucking enough It's enough already Okay enough. We said what we said
2: we said what we said. And thank God next week, I'm pretty sure we have uh, an interview. So what you, you don't – because people have heard a lot of what we have to say. Fucking <laughs> yeah. like time we heard from the yes. experts.
1: Yes. <laughs> next week, we will have an interview for you. Um, and until then, long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh.
2: There are so many incredible women out there and none of them are on The View. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's so true.